This is Living Connected. And we are your hosts, Katie and Eric. Eric and I kept talking after our recording was over, and there was some stuff we said we both thought y'all should hear. More reflection on what my passive-aggressive behavior could seem to the other person. It's a short clip, so I hope there's some knowledge gained from listening. Enjoy, and I hope y'all have a beautiful rest of your day. So how uncomfortable were you during that? Were you, did I make you uncomfortable at all, or were you okay overall? Oh, no, no, no. I felt really good. I think your questions really, cha- I like being challenged. I like thinking about the things because it's in, and it's really kind of hard to think back because it's been a while. Mm-hmm. Do I get nervous? No, I think because I feel pretty yeah, content. I, wasn't... I feel pretty good overall in how I handle the situation to begin with that I also do want to hold myself accountable where I could have done better because it's also a, a time to reflect on our own stuff too when it happens yeah what comes up for us when it does happen I think I think back then if I didn't have this type of understanding with NBC I would not have reacted the same way I don't think I would have got curious I don't think I would have asked yeah it would have been a disaster you would have reacted badly oh I would have re- overreacted yeah oh yeah so I think I did pretty well yeah so you should put that in the intro Here's a recording with Eric. For some reason, he was sleepy and eating chocolate. Also, there's some things I didn't say that I wanted to say, which is, I think I handled this better than I would have before NBC. I think I handled this better knowing NBC. Yeah, Yeah, I was worried out you were going to get pissed off, honestly. Wait, from what? So I'm glad you didn't. Well, what I would have got? Because I was pushing you to challenge where, I was challenging you where you were at with that a little bit. So... And you didn't, so that's fine. Wait, do you remember the question? I was pushing you on, you know, where you opened the outcome. Oh, yeah. Where you attached to an outcome. And you were going to assert it at all costs. And I think my sense, honestly, is, is that you were pretty attached to an outcome. But what, what was revealed as we, as we discussed it, it, it became clear to me why you were attached, which is that from the beginning, he was a dick. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So like, he's like, chores. He's like, now nah, I deal with it when the place is dirty. It was bullshit. If you have a mutual relationship, you're like, yeah, of course, let's talk about it. I like a clean place too. You like, I like it. You like it. I like a clean. Yeah, let's do it. Let's figure it out. Right. I mean, that's easily what you do, but no, it was a whole series of things. So regardless of whether you were conscious of it or not, maybe I should have said this during the podcast, regardless of whether you were conscious of it or not, you already had resistance built up you already were orienting to his way of being so of course you're going to be like you know uh, i found this place i don't know what you're doing you're just acting like a, a weirdo and i just can't have this anymore and maybe consciously or unconsciously so you're meeting where he was at with the language that he was only able to do i mean nbc isn't the only modality right right sure you tried nbc it didn't work so you tried the this other way yeah and the, the only for me, the interpretation is is that you could be passive and just kind of roll over and do nothing, which you weren't going to do. You actively tried to work with him, and he wasn't going to meet you there, even though you tried. You invited him in. I mean, I don't know exactly what you said, but I'm trusting that you you, you weren't a dick and said, "Look, damn it, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're, we're going to do it. We're going to do a feelings and needs practice, and you're going to do it with me, and then we're going to figure out a strategy that's going to work for both of us." You didn't do that. 
you, you said you did the, you did it as gently as you could. Yeah. And he still couldn't respond because he's in my 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 jackal and my discernment is, is he just was never going to be able to. Yeah, I agree. Says, you know what? Enough. Uh, enough of this. Enough of this nonsense. It's going to be in the hallway. You stub your toe. You know, it's just going to be there. It's going to be there. It's not in the path. There's no other place for me to put it right now. I want it there. I use it all the time. It's going to be there. It's like, I really want to matter. All you were really saying is, is uh, through a strategy is my needs matter. And you haven't been doing that. And if I really wanted to push hard, I'd say this probably goes to your core mattering, you know, in your family with your dad and your sister right now. Yes. So that's what makes yeah. it particularly, and you have the power in this case to do something about it. Yes. So that's my guess. Yeah. It's a, it's a great guess. Oh, Jesus. The statement that you just said, uh, yes to all of it. I did do my best in, and the past stuff that led up to that, which you said I oriented to his way of being. And even at that point, was I open to outcome? I was at first and I was willing to hear what he had to say. And you're right. It comes down to mattering because I would like my needs to matter as well. So yeah, I wanted both for us, but if he wasn't willing to meet me either, then it was just going to be kaput. And then I would have said, forget it. Scale stays where it's at. I'm not going to work with you if you're not going to work with me, which is what you said. I was, I was actively trying to work with him to find mutuality. But every time I try to come into a conversation about needs, it was right, like dismissed. But even then I, I wanted to actively try to work with him. So was I open to outcome? Yes. When you said, when um, you were trying to push me. Yeah. Because a lot of times we are, we're like persistent on having the outcome be this. My outcome was that it needs to stay flat. And as long as it's in a location that it's somewhat convenient, right? then as the behaviors got worse and worse, then I was just like, forget it. I'm not open to outcome. It's staying where it's at. Actually, I didn't really even have to say that. I just left it where it was. So that was, I guess, my passive aggressive behavior, which was like, I'm not talking about this anymore with you. It's staying right where it's at. And not, I didn't say that, but I just left it where it was. I never did anything with it other than stop touching my shit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Stop touching my stuff. What's so interesting is now, like I'm fully awake and we seem to be more engaged in this particular conversation than we were through much of that whole podcast. What is up with the, the after the recording you get or during it you get tired? I don't know. I something happens. Maybe it's performance anxiety. I don't know. <laughs> You're fine. Yeah. So I know now I can push you. Yeah. And I like to reflect on my part. I want to improve and I want to re- I want to be in, te- in in my values of integrity and accountability. I want to be pushed in thinking about what I was doing either subconscious or unconsciously or consciously and look back and see, was I really attached to an outcome? Because I often am. I'm attached to things being a certain way and it's really good. And I think it's really healthy to be asked those questions and really look inside and look back on the situation. Now that I'm less attached to feelings and emotions about the situation, because before it's very stressful. So I bet you I have definitely a different outlook on it now. So yes, definitely challenge, definitely ask me the questions because I think that's where the uncomfortable parts of us grow or the uncomfortable parts that you ask and challenge are where we grow and learn. And it's huge. And to think how I could have done differently, where I was passive aggressive too, which was, oh, 
I just don't want you touching my stuff, please leave it where it's at. And I'm pretty sure I either had firm or at least I didn't have cuss words in there. Or the passive aggressive was, was to just leave it and not say a damn word about it and just left it. Um, so I did take part in some passive aggressive probably behavior in the situation that I may not have even realized at the time. I mean, it was probably passive aggressive to not even bring up the conversation of putting it there to begin with, though I wouldn't even realize it. <laughs> well, that's an interesting thought. So you could have been passive aggressive in, from his point of view. I mean, from your point of view, you were just like, yeah, I'll put it here. But maybe it was unconscious. But, you know, I would assume innocence is like, this is the right spot. I'm just going to put it here. I mean, yeah. maybe you did. Maybe you didn't. We don't really know. And do you think it was passive aggressive or you think not? You think probably not. You think probably you just put it there and you figure if there's a problem, we'll talk about it. Or did you think this guy is really a jerk? I'm going to put this thing here. No, I didn't think that at all. <laughs> it was just unconscious. Like, oh, this seems like a good place. Okay. <laughs> so, so that's actually a really good point. So it wasn't passive aggressive for you. It was truly innocent in this case. It's like, I'm going to put it here. It doesn't go in the carpet. It doesn't go in the corner of the living room. It doesn't go in the bathroom. It's too small. I'll put it here. It's out of the way. You even thought about it, right? You thought this is out of the way. Flat. You know, he could use it too, right? You're not going to object to him using it if he steps on it, right? Yeah, you can use it. Yeah. 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 So, so, <laughs> but to him, he might've seen it as passive aggressive. Very possible. Yeah. Right. So he might've been like, why didn't she even ask me about this? Don't my needs matter? What's going on with her? Is she dismissive? It's a judgment and a thought, right? Is she dismissive, right? Of my things right my meanings right so he might have taken it that way he could have i mean you could have had a conversation with him but apparently conversations didn't go well before so <laughs> no i don't know they didn't <laughs> not at all oh that's so interesting this just oh, it just makes you think about the past like conversations and you know because you don't really know what's going on in their head obviously i mean we don't read minds so yeah that's interesting that's giving the benefit of the doubt, though, right? Well, I think it's assuming innocence, reclaiming innocence. Yeah, this right. is part of the work of NBC is reclaiming our innocence and reclaiming the innocence of others, mm. right? Mm -hmm. I mean, fundamentally, you're both innocent because you're just trying to meet needs. And, you know, I don't know if this is true or not. The idea is, is that if I can reclaim my innocence first and then the other's innocence, they're going to feel that. And if I can give them enough empathy, then they'll, then they'll reclaim their own innocence through me seeing their innocence. And then they'll be open to outcome. The issue now comes in, if I come into this conversation with an outcome in mind, then the story is I'm going to fail. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's kind of what I've heard from Jim Mansky and Jory Mansky and Aya Caspi is the one who introduced me to the idea of reclaiming innocence. So if I, if I want an outcome and I come in and not in connection, but wanting an outcome, that's going to mess it up. If I can't claim my innocence and their innocence, that's going to mess it up. And that's tough because there's certainly things I want to have happen. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't, you know, just, an example a person might have is uh, I don't want my kids doing drugs. I don't want them addicted to drugs. So I'm going to use what I call protective use of force. But for them, it's just torture. Right. Right. You're getting pretty tired, aren't you? Yeah. Why don't we close it out? Sorry, go ahead. Well, I'm watching a dog this weekend. Adam, as you know. <laughs> Adam the dog, not Adam the human. Right. Oh, he's so cute. Yeah, isn't he cute? I love the sweater. Hi, mister. Oh, 
Oh my goodness. How cute is this doggy? He's so cute. Hello. Oh. This is your good boy. And you're not allergic to this one? He's uh I try not to touch my face, but he's uh hypoallergenic, so he has hair. It's not fur. Oh. He looks is he nervous or is okay? He's okay. I don't think he likes being in my apartment, but because it's not his home. Yeah, it's hard being away from home. But he's just been laying there the whole time. Whoopsies. He's been laying there the whole time, just in a little ball. So I'll have to like take him outside and go potty. And, okay. But I want to say that I really appreciate just you and just your questions and your knowledge and your wisdom that you bring to the table. And I just love it so much. And it's great that you're becoming a trainer. I love it. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. Thanks. And I really am grateful that you've invited me to be a part of this. This is fantastic for my learning and our relationship. Uh, it's been fantastic for me personally and yeah. for learning. So thank you. Same, same. I love it. Well, I'll chat again and I hope you sleep well and rest well. And I'm sure I will uh, be texting you short soon. <laughs> okay. Rest well. I'll talk to you soon. Have a great week. Yes, you as well. Bye for now. <laughs> Bye for now.